is madness! Madness. Good game radio. GG. Hey guys, welcome to Good Game Radio. This is Jay Hor. Uh, as of 1 3 2020, I'm still alive. Uh, I'm still an American citizen. So I guess that's some good information to know going into a 9 11 conspiracy podcast. And that is the subject of our show today. Uh, I'm joined by Brad freaking Nolan. What's going on, Brad? Oh, just hanging out, man. Uh, just chilling. Uh, you ready to talk about this nine eleven? Something I am very passionate about, and uh, I think a lot of people are misguided about what happened on this day. Um, I know you've done your research, and I've been reviewing some things as well tonight. Um, I guess. Uh, well, first of all, when you talk to someone about nine eleven being an inside job. Uh, they usually look at you and like you're just a conspiracy theorist is what I'm called. Um, they just look at you like you're an idiot. And uh, those usually those are the people that really watch the news a lot. And they don't want to believe that the news has lied to them because the news is basically where they get their information. And that's their life, essentially. And uh, I can understand not wanting to be lied to in that aspect. But facts are facts, and there's a lot I've learned from uh, 9-11 Loose Change, the video I told you about, and uh, it gives all kinds of facts regarding that day. Um, what did you take away from watching that documentary? Well, I guess a good question that I would want to pose to people is, uh, you know, humans are flawed. You know, there's no, there's no human being that is immortal, that is free from disease. Um, if you believe everything that you hear, everything that someone tells you, in my opinion, you're, you're a sheep. Um, you know, you, you have no free thought. You do what people tell you. Um, I mean, Cain killed Abel with a rock. So the whole people have bad intentions thing has been there since the dawn of time. Um, to think, if you think that a government would not lie to you, I think you're fooling yourself. I'm not saying that they're always going to lie to you, but to take every single thing they tell you and never throw any doubt into the wind, uh, I think you're just setting yourself up for failure. Um, I thought the loose change documentary, uh, I like how it was presented. Um, It pretty much the entire documentary is just video clips that were taken uh, exclusively from nine 11 you know, none of it's altered or edited or, you know, after effects. Um, it's all straight from the horse's mouth. Uh, it's all it's all got citations, uh, places where you can find it and reference it on the Internet uh, or in a public library. Um, it doesn't come out and say specifically that the government did this, you know, 9-11, that the U.S. government was behind it, but it gives you all the information to say, make your own decision, and it's pretty clear what happened. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty, it's cut and dry 
I mean, facts are facts. You can't you can't deny science. When science tells you something happens, uh, like for example, the steel melting in the buildings. They said that the fuel from the jets melted the steel, which the people that designed the buildings and the steel came from. The companies said that the steel wouldn't melt at the temperature they told you it would. They said it was like two thousand degrees Fahrenheit, and it said it wouldn't melt till three thousand degrees Fahrenheit. But that that alone doesn't isn't a big deal to me. The steel part, I think we should talk about. We'll first talk about the twin towers, because when people think of nine eleven, that's the first thing they probably visualize. So I think we should start with it. Um. I was telling Summer before we started, I was showing her, you know, the the buildings falling. And I asked her, why do you think they made them collapse like that? Because it's obvious that it was a, con- a controlled demolition. If you've ever seen a stadium being blown up, an old stadium looks just like that. So I was like, why do you think they wouldn't just fly build a uh, plane into a building and let it stick and let it burn? And then say, oh, Muslims did it. Let's go to war. That wouldn't have been enough because they could have repaired it and it would have still been standing. No, you have to give the visual of the buildings actually falling to the ground and disappearing. It was a psychological attack on the American. Think, okay, we got to go to war now. That's how we they wanted us to go to war because war creates what? It drives the economy. At least it does short term. It's billions and trillions of dollars in war. And also to go to the Middle East to get oil because the Bushes are oil guys. So um, that was, there's a lot, a lot of reasons I think it happened. Um, we might not get into all those reasons. Um, another, another little side note. Do you know who Larry Silverstein is? Did you see him in the video? The name sounds familiar, but I do not. Is that the guy from the Pentagon, or is um, that, that was Rumsfeld, I believe? He was a guy in New York, and he took out a, uh insurance policy six weeks before yeah, 9-11 that included a three, yeah, $3.5 billion insurance policy specific, specifically covering acts of terror. So, and he owns all the uh, World Trade Center area now. Uh, he designed, or excuse me, he owns the One World Trade Center and Oculus Building right there in uh, that little area. So, he profited off of it. Um, that, that's, I mean, that alone should set off red flags for people. Um, like, they they talk of explosions all throughout the building. They'll do like I don't know if you saw the first hand accounts afterward. All people talked about there was explosions, explosions, explosions. Even the firefighters. I have a clip here. I think we should play of the firefighters uh, going into it, and they were talking about the explosions. I have it right here. They were the ones inside the towers before and as they collapsed. I say they've got a pretty good grasp on what happened. So what does the FDNY think? First, we had this interview from the Naudet Brothers documentary. Like, what the fuck? What did we do? We made it outside. We made it about a block. We made it at least two blocks. And we saw it. Floor by floor, it started popping out. It was like, what was it? If they had detonated, they had to take down a building. 
So the FDNY described it as detonators and windows popping out four by four as they were falling. I mean, and a building that big and designed that well should not fall in what was it, an hour? And one of them fell in like 56 minutes. One of them was like an hour and change. I don't know exactly. So I don't know what the statistics are since like 2007. Because the loose change video was made somewhere around, I believe it was 2005, and then remastered a couple of years later. So there may be some statistics since then. Um, but as of as of 2005, there have only been three buildings that have ever caught on fire and collapsed. And all three buildings were the three buildings in the 9-11 terror attacks. Um, I'm glad you mentioned that third building, World Trade Center 7, that collapsed in six seconds without even being touched. Yeah, and it was, No other building around people. it was harmed. None of those fell. And, and before I even watched the loose change video, I was already skeptical of the mainstream thought process on 9-11. Because like you said, the buildings fall straight down. If something collides into you, if I push you with my hands, you do not fall straight down. You tumble to the side. So mm-hmm. the fact that the whole building just falls in on itself and doesn't it doesn't even tilt, it doesn't crack at the top and split. I mean, even the Titanic split in half. I mean, it didn't just sink straight down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, it looks looks identical absolutely identical to a control controlled implosion um and you were mentioning you know people had stuff to gain from that not to mention that the u.s had a um perfect excuse to go to war or to fund a quote-unquote war but uh you mentioned they put the insurance policy on the building and you know the things around the building but uh there were also uh, insurance placed on stock uh, Boeing yeah. and American Airlines before the incident happened and they said it was like four times to six times the normal amount of stock that was placed uh, at that time the normal amount of insurance uh, yeah they said those were being sold um, like up to the minute that the first plane hit like investments, insider trading was going on up to the minute because they knew that all that information would be erased and they could make hundreds of millions of dollars within a few seconds. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Insider trading, you know, if you can get away with it, perfect way to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, like they say, the uh, it was so hot it melted the steel, yet the passport of the so-called Muslim terrorist was found on the ground in Manhattan, perfectly unharmed, showing it was whoever they said it was, the Muslim. Was it that um, Haji, Hadi? Who know, whoever they made up, whoever they made it up to be. Um, how does that happen? How does a passport not catch on fire? You know what I mean? And it all comes back to the controlled implosion. If an airplane... I know the first building, the plane kind of hit straight on, but the second building, the plane hit kind of at an angle on the side of the building. 
Yeah, to the right if, of it. If yeah. the steel is going to melt, it's going to melt on that side where the plane hit first because that's the exactly. heat's going to be. So it should have toppled to the side some and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. And then you have all, all these then, accounts. There's like six or seven different accounts of skyscrapers catching on fire and being on fire for 15 hours or longer and it destroying anywhere between four and ten floors in Brazil, in America. Um, I think they're Venezuela. Yeah, Venezuela is the other one. And none of the buildings fell. None of the buildings even tilted. I mean... And those buildings were probably not nearly as well built as the Twin Towers. Yeah, the Twin Towers are supposed to be a symbol of America. So they're going to put effort. Yeah. Yeah, they were built to withstand. uh, The guy that helped design it said uh, hurricanes, um, like so many mile per hour winds. And then specifically he said uh, airplane hitting it. So, I mean... I feel bad for the people that believe, still believe that it actually happened like the media told us. But there are the majority of people believe it happened that way. And and then some may ask, all right, if it was a controlled demolition, how did they get the explosives in there without anyone noticing? Well, uh, the Twin Towers were being renovated in the elevator shafts weeks before. No one could go in these certain elevator shafts. And they were renovated, and then renovation stopped. I think it was a day or two before 9-11. And that's how. Put the put the explosives in the elevator shaft and just wait. And then I think it's pretty fitting they use the date 9-11 as the day to do it because it's pretty marketable. 9 <laughs> If it was 9-12, 9-13, it would be like that was the date, but it doesn't sound as good as 9-11. 911. 911 means we need help. Emergency. Um, you know, you mentioned getting contraband inside of a secure perimeter. Um, if you actually go, you could probably go to any state corrections website, but if you go on Facebook and you go to the Virginia Department of Corrections Facebook page, uh, I'd say about every two weeks, they'll post a uh, information update about staff getting arrested for bringing contraband into uh, your facilities. And I mean, you got staff that will bring stuff in. You got visitors that will bring stuff in. Uh, I don't care how secure your building containment area, etc., is people will always find a way to circumvent security. Yeah, and especially when the security knows you're planning a terrorist attack inside yeah. that building, they're going to if let they're you in on it too. Then it, especially, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And then uh, one other thing I wanted to mention about World Trade Center Seven, the building that magically collapsed on its own. That building was storing like uh, the financial records of America, uh, like stock stock market information, um, all kinds of important information that I guess wanted they wanted to be uh, erased from history. Okay. Um, the elite wanted it gone for whatever reason. Very convenient. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was the headquarters, FBI, CIA, bunch of uh, bunch of information on investigations in the Wall Street. Mm-hmm. So, and then uh, also I wanted to mention too. I was in New York City on December first. I believe it was of 2018 and I was at the nine 11 Memorial and there was a guy who was from Turkey and he was handing out, uh, these little books, remembering nine 11. He was, he was selling them. He worked there and we were talking and then I asked him, where was the world trade center seven that collapsed by itself? And he pointed out to me, kind of grinned. Then I realized we thought alike and we began to talk about how we thought it was an inside job. He talked about how Larry Silverstein, uh, got that insurance and then basically owns that whole property, uh, the World Trade Center property. So someone that works there even believes it was a inside job. So that should tell you enough right there. Uh, I know one of the interviews from a worker from the Pentagon. There was a lady from the Pentagon that was there when the Pentagon was crashed into, fired upon. Um, she said while she was in the hospital that she was confronted by a bunch of different uh, individuals claiming to work for an unknown government agency. And she said several times that they wanted her to say that it was a plane. Uh, But she being in there, in fact, said that, you know, it was never an airplane that she knew that it it wasn't an airplane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Pentagon, now, the, the Twin Towers, all right, you can say, all right, I saw a plane hit it. There's a visual of it. Pentagon, there's no proof whatsoever that a plane hit that building. They even confiscated all the videotapes around the area. There's one little five-second frame from a pretty distant part. It shows you five separate clips, but it shows no plane. It just shows an explosion. And then the hole that was left in the Pentagon, there's no way a plane could have caused that tiny hole. I mean, it's big compared to, I mean, it's a big hole, but it's not big enough for a plane not to for a you know, fly into it. Not for, yeah. was it a 757 or a 707? I mean, that's a huge plane. It's like a 140-foot wingspan. Yeah, and then they say, well, all right, if it wasn't a plane, what was it? Well, it was a cruise missile aimed at that section of the Pentagon, which happened to be evacuated. No one was in that area of the Pentagon that day. I know, crazy. And uh, Donald Rumsfeld was all the way at the other end of the Pentagon, as far away from that missile fire as he could be. And, uh, like, people said there was suspicious aircraft flying around after that. Uh, There was a helicopter um, from the military flying around. Also, there was a white plane that was unidentified flying around that area. Um, I guess they were the ones that gave the okay to do it. Maybe one of those launched the missile. Hard to say where it came from, but it wasn't a plane that hit the Pentagon. Definitely not. I mean, if you look at the holes, there's a hole in the front, like on the exterior wall, there's a hole. And then if you go about I don't know. I'm going to spitball between 20 and 30 feet forward. There's another wall with the exact same size hole. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And they said that there's no way that an aircraft could create a hole tiny like that on the front and then the exact same hole on the back. They said that's a ballistic entry, you know, from like a missile or a rocket or something of that nature. Um, they also said the place where the so-called crash happened on the Pentagon is the only section of the Pentagon that was designed specifically to withstand a ballistic missile assault. Mm-hmm. And also, if a plane hit it like they said, why is there no plane engines laying around, no wings? Oh, yeah. No, nothing shows that there was a plane there. They said there was a fuel silage a uh, couple hundred yards away from where it struck the building, but it wasn't burned or singed or anything. It looked pretty well. I mean, it was broken, of course, but it didn't look like it had been through a fire. Like they, they claimed the the jet fuel burned so so much, so it didn't look like that to me. If you look at the official report, it says that pretty much the entire plane disintegrated from the heat. Um, it also mentions that the plane took out some light poles and skidded across the grass and then hit the building. Um, if you look at the photos from the incident, that grass is flawless. That grass looks better than my grass here at the house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they were talking about how a plane had hit a light pole going to Houston. It crashed. George Bush was supposed to be on that plane and it, to pick him up, and it crashed, and it hit a light pole, and it tore the wing off. And it bent the light pole, but in the photos from the Pentagon, there was like four or five light poles that had been like taken out of the ground. It's shown so, and none of the wings were well intact, or so they claim. There was no proof of wings near the light poles. So, what they claim is it burned up because it was so hot. But see, the the story doesn't add up whatsoever, and. It just baffles me that people believe this crap. Like, it really does. They believe that everything the news told them that day. I mean, I've always been kind of skeptical of, of, what, of what large organizations tell me. Anytime it is a group of more than, like, five people, I, I have to pretty much see it to believe it. Um. I know with newspapers and I know people don't read the news like they used to, but um, you can buy a newspaper in Southwest Virginia, ironically where we're located. Um, And then you could go to say Richmond, Virginia uh, and buy the exact same newspaper. It'll use the same pictures, but have two totally different thought processes or captions on the newspaper. Like the one in Southwest Virginia will say, Trump saves veterans and then the same picture in Richmond, it'll say, you know, Trump throws out veterans. Yeah. Because they're trying to appease whichever, uh, customers are in their area. Like Northern Virginia, they probably hate Trump. They're more liberal, but, but down here, more people are conservative. So if they put out a paper that said Trump's a dick down here, people's not going to buy it. And I feel like that's part of what 9-11 is. 
part of 911 is what sells good. Um, you know, what appeals to the masses, like you said, with the, the 911 campaign. Um, as far as advertisement goes, and then you've got the the government just needed something to have an excuse. It reminds me of another event in history. Uh, you probably know what I'm talking about, Pearl Harbor. Um, we knew Pearl Harbor was going to happen. We let it happen because it gave us an excuse to get involved in World War II. This is the same philosophy. Same exact thing. And there's a lot of speculation on Pearl Harbor as well. Um, but if you do a lot of reading into Pearl Harbor, there are several accounts that said we knew about it up to 30 minutes, uh, at least before it happened, and that we had opportunity to do something, and we did not. Uh, uh, and, like, another thing that baffles me, like, all right, say today, unless it was a terrorist attack, inside job, a plane gets hijacked. We have the best military and air force probably in the world. We could shoot that thing out of the sky in like half a second. Why couldn't we that day? Like, oh wait, I forgot all the uh, air force was training in various places in the United States. So uh, they were occupied that day. Yeah, I think they said there was only 14 airplanes available on the uh, entire East Coast for... Mm -hmm. airborne defense they said uh, i'm throwing out a ratio here i'm not sure if it's correct but a large portion of them were doing military drills uh as if uh russia was going to attack us so a lot of them were doing like air drills near canada and then the other portion was in north carolina training and it just all happened yeah. on the same day in 9-11 Hmm. Looks like they would have planned that out a little bit better, you know, in case something like that would have happened. And that's just plain. Uh, not to mention the fact that we probably have ground-to-air missiles. Right. You could shoot those things out. And if they say, well, some might say, well, we couldn't have killed the civilians in the plane. Well, think cost. about how many lives it would have saved. I mean, I, I don't want mm. anybody to die. I don't want anybody to die. That's just a painful thing for family you know um but do you want 25 people to die and two hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of damage or do you want a hundred thousand people to die and a billion dollars worth of damage because the world trade center collapsed well i know who wanted those planes to hit larry silverstein because he had insurance on it so he's probably like heck yeah let him hit the buildings man i'm gonna get paid and then George Bush is like, heck yeah, man, let him hit the buildings. We're going to war. I'm going to make millions and billions of dollars off this. And and people people want to back. I can't say a whole lot for George Bush Sr. because I wasn't around then. But for George Bush Jr., people want to try to defend him and Clinton and Obama and all that, what have you. But for a large portion of my life, 12, 15 years, somewhere in that uh, area. I grew up listening, watching the news, listening to, listening to people's firsthand accounts of us going to fight in a war where we're not wanted, where no one wants to go, where everyone thinks it's a stupid idea. And I pretty much spent, I pretty much spent all my childhood years 
being an American citizen listening to a war that no one ever wanted to go to. Yeah. It was all personal. And there was nothing in it for us other than maybe some oil. But at the end of the day, how much do I really give a damn about oil? Yeah, it was all it was all business. It was all an agenda by the government to uh profit. That's usually what war is. We're not go- we're not going to go to war with say Africa because they don't have anything <laughs> we want. No. We're not going to We're going to go to war with people that's got oil, that's got money, that has something we want. We're not about doing what's right. We're about America's about it's a democracy. It's about making it's about uh, capitalism. It's about making money. That's what America is. So it's nothing to do with doing the right thing. And heck, yeah, I'm an American, uh, red, white, and blue. That they need to. Uh, a lot of people was, uh, you know, Kaepernick and the y'all. We talked. We did a podcast about Kaepernick and the anthem. Everyone loves to talk about the anthem and the flag. The flag needs to be replaced with oil and guns and. Uh, just, just dirty. Just, just a dirty country, man. And it was blood for oil. That's what nine eleven was. It was just let's kill a few people and let's tell the Americans the uh, Muslims are bad and we're going to the Middle East. I love being an American citizen. I love what America should stand for and what America has stood for. Uh, you know, I'm proud to be here, uh, but I do strongly feel that. Uh, our government and things in America have been warped and are not the way they should be anymore. Uh, and that's probably a podcast in of itself. Uh, but I don't feel that we are the same America that we used to be. No, not at all. Uh, I mean, I agree. I, I love this country. I love seeing places around this country. But that day on 9-11 made me question, well, once I learned about that's not what they said it was. It was years later. I was young when it happened. I was in fourth grade. You were in fourth grade. We had to leave school early that day because it happened. But yeah, we have later on when I found out about it, I was like, I'm I'm just going to question everything now because you really don't know the truth until you do your own research. No, I in fourth grade we were spoon fed all of that information. Thank God. Thank God we saw the light eventually along the way. Um, but there's one last there was one last plane on that day. Do you remember Flight 93 that crashed in Shanksville, Pennsylvania? Yeah, yes. the field. The one that actually left marks on the ground. Yeah, that actually didn't even crash, though. Uh, it was supposedly taken over by great American citizens that were just not going to let that, let that happen. It was supposedly going to the white house to hit it right now. I learned something tonight. I had never learned about this whole day when I was watching uh loose change a little bit ago. Cause there's a couple parts to it and I had never watched part two all the way to the end. Flight 93 actually was a thing. It did. It didn't crash. Like they said, supposedly it went to an airport in Cleveland and it had 69 passengers, and those 69 pas- passengers were taken into questioning somewhere near the airport. And who knows what happened to those people? They were probably sent away to another island, uh, maybe the Epstein Island. Who knows? Um, 
what happened to those people. Uh, <laughs> that that, that plane did not crash. It's yeah, I never realized. Like, I knew it. I knew <laughs> it didn't. Act, it wasn't actually a plane that crashed because you know that's what they told us. So it had to be something else. But yeah, it supposedly went to a Cleveland airport. Flight ninety three was seen there, and sixty nine passengers were on that plane. And they were. It took an hour and a half for those passengers to get off that plane. And they were taken in for questioning. No telling what happened to them. They could have been all murdered. Who knows? Uh, another uh, thing that needs speaking to be speaking of. Oh, go uh, ahead. Uh, my my bad, man. I want I want to say the one good thing as time has went on is technology. You know, back when nine eleven happened, at the most people had a flip phone or maybe a BlackBerry. Now everybody has HD video recording. So if something were to happen like that now, let's hope to God somebody could at least get a video out or live stream it, you know, to try to get a little more clarity. Because everybody on that Pennsylvania airplane, they probably didn't get any pictures, any video, or at least none of it survived because they didn't have any way to share it to social media. Yeah. And then here's something else I was thinking about tonight. You know, they had all the phone calls from people on those planes calling their families saying, Bye, I'm leaving. I'm leaving this world. We're hijacked. All those people sound super calm in those. And not to mention, how in the heck are you going to get a phone call out 32,000 feet up in the air? They didn't think about that, did they? I don't know about now because I haven't went on a plane in probably six or seven years. But uh, I do know, you know, at least around 2001, that you weren't even supposed to, you you weren't even supposed to have cell signal on a plane, you know that you're supposed to have it on airplane mode because the signal would interfere with the plane. Um, mm-hmm. I have them now because obviously everybody's going to do it whether you want to or not. But back then, I don't think that uh, really anybody had cell phone service uh, on planes. I mean, they might have, right. but I don't. I don't believe many of them did. But at 32,000 feet, they did a study on it after that. Um, The guy said that at 32,000 feet, the probability of your call going through was 0.006%. And for all those calls to go through and all to have some of them said they had 23 minute conversations, there is no way. Maybe a five second conversation would have went through that that percentage that high up in the air. Phones aren't as good, weren't as good then as they are now. And now you can get on, planes have Wi-Fi. So, I mean, now you could do it. But back then, no. And if you hear those phone calls, those people sound super calm, thinking to myself, these are actors. They were told what to say, so they can send it out to the public. So the media is going to believe it. And then another thing to think about, they were, we were told it was Muslim terrorists that done this if a plane's hijacked and there's no way for anyone to know who's on the plane really i mean they said it was the muslims that done the hijacking it could have been a white person you don't know because they ran into a building they're all dead supposedly <laughs> true so true. we don't have any immediately we're told muslims muslims done it how do we know they're all dead like, oh, yeah, and by the way, 
there were like what 18 18 terrorists they threw pictures up on the tv they said we're responsible i think nine of those have been confirmed alive still they work they live in other countries working as like computer technician technicians and whatnot uh, they've been identified since. So those those people they threw up on the screen, half of them are still alive, maybe more. Uh, and they were saying that those 18 were in the planes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about Might have been more long phone calls. If I feel that my life is in danger or that someone has stolen a vehicle that I'm an occupant of, I'm going to get my ass off the phone and I'm going to try to do something about it. I'm not going to sit on the phone for 23 minutes blubbering and belly aching. I'm going, I'm going to spend 30 seconds to a minute, say, I love you. If something bad happens, I'm sorry, but I'm going to try to recommandeer this phone or this plane. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know yeah. why you're 23 minutes on the phone when you're about to die. Yeah. And another when thing people don't people think about is you know, a cockpit of a airplane is like, you can't get into them. And the fact that they supposedly got into them with box cutters and knives, like, are you freaking kidding me? You can't get into a cockpit of a plane. They're locked down. Like, the, I'm pretty sure the, uh, what do you call let's, them? Let's say somebody gets in the cockpit. Let's say somebody does, and they shut the door. Couldn't you find a fire extinguisher? Or the cart, they bring the entrees on. What you, you would think with five minutes or so and brute force, you could eventually find a way to at least bust out the cockpit window. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure the uh, what do you call them on the planes? The stewardess, the women that come around bringing food. I don't even think they're allowed to go in the cockpit. So why in the heck was it? How was it open with a box cutter? Like, are you for real? Like this. It doesn't make sense. People are so stupid to believe this stuff. I mean, I could see people getting hijacked with a box cutter because people are stupid. But at the same time, you know, it's highly suspect. It's And then, all right. like Out of everything in 9-11, that's probably one of the few things that I could see happening without any evidence to prove it possibly who and how do they know how do they know they even use box cutters all the people are dead like how do they have so much information about what if there's no survivors to tell it (laughs) yeah oh the phone call goes (laughs) yeah the phone calls are like oh the I can see it now. Oh, there's terrorists with box cutters. They're going through the cockpit. I'm watching them right now. Oh, maybe I should do something about this. No, I'm just going to stay on the phone for 23 minutes and tell you I love you and I'm sorry I'll never see you again. That makes a lot of sense. But people believe it. And I hope anyone that listens to this that does still believe 9-11 happened like the media told us it did i hope maybe just maybe for a second just open your mind for half a second and think maybe i should do some research and maybe i shouldn't trust my government as much as i do because they're the government's liars the media tells lies daily 
over and, and this over. This won't be the last time something like this happens. Mm-mm. World War III is about to break out with Iran today. So something they we killed their uh, what was it? Trump. Uh, we killed some guy, some leader in Iran. Not really sure. Haven't looked much into it because I don't believe anything the news is telling. As is the whole point of this podcast. Yeah, unless it's bomb overhead. <laughs> yeah. So who knows why this happened and what they have that we want? Maybe some more oil. Maybe we got a shortage. Who knows? If they get Ebola, then we'll we'll leave their country alone. <laughs> um, is there any anything else you want to say about this uh, infamous day in American history? I mean, it is a sad day because there there were innocent people that did die. Um, probably not to the extent that the media would have us believe, but there there were people that did die or that were affected, and we are deeply sorry and concerned and sympathetic for those people and their families. Um, we also appreciate our first responders and the uh, people that were involved in the cleanup. Um, this will not be the last time that our government or any government tries to uh, manipulate society. Um, so just always be aware, always ask questions. Um, you, people are always out to clean something. So just always, always keep your eyes open, always ask questions. Um, never let yourself get comfortable or just accept things without, without asking. And I'm sorry that the American media has created a country full of sheep that believe believe everything that they are told on the TV. And I, I just wish that these people, some of these people, would just take a look at this day and do some research and watch 9-11 Loose Change, I beg of you. Just watch it. It's only, what, an hour long? It's entertaining. It's it gives a lot of facts. It's not boring whatsoever. It tells you things you would not believe. And y'all probably listening thinking, me and Jay Whore, we're stupid. We're we're conspiracy theorists. We're nutty. We're, we're living under a rock. <laughs> yeah, we're just we're just crazy. We're probably on L S D and Coke and all kinds of crap. Trump train twenty twenty. The these this is a lot of people feel this way. It's not just me and Jay Hoare. Uh, I know many people that feel this way. I know a lot of people that think I'm stupid. It is what it is. i am never changed my mind about this. So not nothing in this world could change my mind about nine eleven. All it not took was one person coming up to Bill Cosby and saying, "You raped me," and then everybody came out of the woodworks. So maybe we can be that first person for you. Yep. Let's uh let's enlighten the world, Mister uh, Mister Horton. We just got a lot. We got a lot of information about this day. Uh, we could might end up doing another one of these podcasts about this day. I mean, there's so much to say. We didn't even scratch the surface. So. Yeah, this is really just a appetizer for you guys. Um, Benghazi. Um, there's a lot of operations that happened overseas. Uh, you know, with Desert Storm, with Baghdad, all that good deal. There's there's a lot of this that we could touch on. And if you guys enjoyed this, 
and want to hear more, you know, we'll we'll take the time and the effort to uh, dig into the facts and look in the story for you and uh, help give you that information so you can make your own decision. Yep. One last thing I got to say, just stay woke, America. Just stay woke. Uh, a lot of this information in this podcast we did get from the Loose Change documentary on YouTube. Uh, we do have a link in the description of this podcast that you can follow uh, and it will play the documentary for you. Uh, I also included uh, the link is through a third party YouTube website. So you guys don't have to watch any ads or anything uh, when you watch the video because your time's important. I don't want you to wait for watching 20 minutes of ads. I believe that's all we got. I uh, hope you guys have a good night. Appreciate you for listening to us. This is uh, Jay Hoare and uh, Brad freaking Nolan signing out for Good Game Radio. Peace. Thank you for listening to Good Game Radio. For more information or to reach out to us, contact us at facebook.com slash podcast dot gg. Have a good day, everybody. America first, motherfucker. What does the fuck say? <laughs>